at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grotes on Twitter. Well, overnight we learnt of the death of the former cabinet minister, the ANC MP, Tina Jamet Patterson. She passed away at the age of just 59. And yesterday, also meanwhile, the higher education minister, Dr. Bladen Zamande, visiting the family of the Mangosutu University of Technology lecturer, Tranlal Dwarika. He was kidnapped and forced to draw cash from an ATM before being found murdered over the weekend. Well, the Minister of Higher Education and Training Science and Innovation, Dr. Bladen Zamande, is on the line for you now. Minister, good morning. Stephen, good morning to you and to your listeners. Thanks for inviting me. Sure. Firstly, the passing of Tina Jamet Peterson must have come as such a shock. I mean, she played a big role in our society. Sure, people will talk about controversies, but she played such a big role for a long time. Yes, absolutely, uh, Stephen, you are right. This really came as a shock uh, to myself and to many of my colleagues who have actually been serving with uh, Ms. Tina Jamet for a very long time. In fact, in the, the, immediately after 1994, she was very active in the SACP in the Northern Cape area. You know, I also had a chance to work a bit more closely with her during that time. And I wish to take this opportunity to pass my condolences to his uh, family, uh, as well as friends and colleagues in the African National Congress in particular. Because she also played, if I remember correctly, a role in, the, I think, the leadership of the SACP. Um, she'd been, a, she, as you say, she'd been a member of, of your party for a very long time. Yes, she was a member of our party for a very long time. You know, from the 90s, the early 90s, you know, uh, until much around the 2000s where she was actually uh, fairly active. You know, So it's someone who's been very much part of our lives. And also remember, she also in the early days uh, was active in the trade union movement, you know, which is part of her background. That's why. And also, I did work with her, by the way, when she was MEC for education. If I'm not mistaken, from 1994 till about 1999, when I was Portfolio Committee Chairperson uh, of, of, of the Education Portfolio Committee in the National Assembly at that time. So it's someone that I've known very well and it's someone that we've actually worked very closely with. I also remember that we were also together at the last ANC conference, uh, which is the last time really that I had an opportunity Mm -hmm. just to be close to her as we were interacting during that time. So it's someone really whose death has actually come as a shock at age 59. You know. yeah, very we can only wish her family strength. Yeah, very young. Um, Minister, the, the murder of uh, Chanlal Dwarika um, uh, from the Mangasutu uh, University of Technology, uh, from what I can see, the entire community around his institution is in shock at, at what happened to him. I mean, his family, of course, but the entire institution seems to be in shock there. Yes, uh, I, I had an opportunity to, to visit the family yesterday, Stephen, and also uh, we cooperate. We, we coordinated with the university vice chancellor, as well as the chancellor of that university, Mr. Sandilesugu, and senior management. They were actually all there when we visited, we paid a visit to express our condolences uh, to the family. It really is a shock, and also the circumstances that led to to his death is also very unclear. Of course, I went there to express my condolences. And in particular, at a loss of a lecturer who is in the field, 
that he was actually in, which is electronic and communications engineering, including radio and television engineering, you know. Relatively scarce skills, if truth be told, especially in our public institutions. And uh, we are at least relieved to a certain extent that two people have been arrested and the police have indicated that they are chasing uh, other two suspects in this regard. We hope that they will actually come, uh, they will actually convict those who are responsible because the circumstances are not very clear. Apparently, he had uh, a private property that he was renting out, and he was there as his property outside the car. And then, fortunately, the CCTV did capture the activity when he was grabbed by people and they bundled him into the back of his car and actually drove away. Well, I was following this story myself last week, and I, was, I kept on hoping that he would be found alive. Until then, we learned over the weekend that his body was found somewhere in Inanda outside desert, you know, lifeless. And uh, at least, as I say, there are those who have actually been, been arrested now. This, this matter, this, this incident did not happen in the vicinity of the university. But, well, for us, it really doesn't matter much because to lose a lecturer like him, mm. who also has had some very important achievements and are also doing research now into renewable energy, you know, over and above the communications engineering that he was doing. It really is a great loss, especially one of the things I've been focusing on, Stephen, as, as minister in this sector, is really the production of quality lecturers. Because that is one area which we've been working on and we've identified that it's very important that if we are to produce good students ready-made for the labor market or to start their own initiatives, we really need good lecturers. And you can't just microwave a 61-year-old Mr. Tuarika with 26 years teaching at Mangosutu University of Technology. So it is not just a loss for family, but also is a big loss for our sector. It's, it's really quite a story, um, and let's see what the police do. Uh, Minister, I must just also ask you about what happened at the University of Fort Hare over the weekend. Um, it seems some students tried to set a venue there, a light just ahead of exams. From what I've seen, uh, people are complaining about the exam timetable. I mean, that's quite an extreme reaction to set an exam venue alight. Uh, we've seen other violent protests at CPUT. Our institutions seem to be uh, threatened so directly at the moment. And normally we have protests at the beginning of the academic year. It seems to me quite strange we're having these incidents in the middle of the academic year. Well, Stephen, you are right. It's quite strange. And I'm also very concerned about this because... What seems to be happening is that one is having a small group of students who, when they feel that they are not ready, they then want to sink everybody's academic year or academic careers. You know, I can only hope that the student bodies in our institutions now, it's time that really they should stand up, you know, because it's usually a very minority. Like in this instance at Forte, from the information we have, it's a minority of students who are trying to ban the exam hall, which is used to actually write exams. Clearly, it's people who are, who are not prepared, and then they just find a reason. The university has been clarifying in public that they have actually engaged everybody around exam time. And it's known it's around exam time. This I don't even understand why should that be a fuss about. 
negotiations because it's known from the beginning of the year where is exam time and so on. And the institution has been relatively stable. You know, so this is something that I would strongly condemn the department. But also we are not just folding our arms because we have, we have also, by the way, now held two campus, two summits with campus security managers to actually say how do we improve safety and security for everyone and also to protect the, 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 the institution, their integrity and their operation, including cooperating with the police. But also at the same time, arising out of the University of Forte incident earlier this year, the unfortunate one, of the killing of Mr. Vesel. We also agreed that we should form a national task force. We have now agreed on, on, on safety and security. We have now out of this campus security, we have formed this task team and it has set itself some very clear objectives of, of what needs to be done, including the fact that if you look at it, university and college communities are like real communities. Mm. We are then saying, how do we do like in communities, for instance, begin to form community safety forums like we do with community policing forums in these institutions so that we are able to act proactively and not only react, you know, on, on, on when these negative things are happening. And also, Stephen, I'll use this platform and opportunity to also really call on parents to come closer, to work with institutions, follow the progress of their own students, you know, when they are actually studying. Because the, the one thing that has been my frustration since I became a minister is that when there are problems, parents tend to disappear. Of course, some of them are poor parents, but you can't even get your more active parents to actually say, let's work together to ensure also that we make sure that we check progress of students when they're at universities. And colleges, but these are some of the things that I've, 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 I've highlighted with you uh, that we are we are actually working on just to ensure that these things that do not happen and that we must prevent. But student bodies, it's time that honestly must stand up by those who are wanting to actually destroy their academic careers. Minister, thank you so much for your time this morning, Dr. Bladens and Mandela. Strong call there, an impassioned call, I think, for parents to be more involved in the lives of their children at higher education institutions. Dr. Bladens and Mandela is the Minister of Higher Education and Training, Science and Innovation.